Good Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boys, Cody and Robert, back at you once again hey. with the tiny table in the giant room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're making t-shirts. It's going to have a little table on it. and in it's going to giant that. room. That's amazing. Man, every week it seems like you come up with some sort of marketing ploy for the else, podcast. It's fantastic. We need to make a shirt that says, it, it's your boy Cody and the other guy. And the other guy. <laughs> and then like we'll have like our pictures on it, and my face will be pixeled. Because oh, I'm just the other <laughs> no guy. One, no one knows who you are. They don't remember who you are. <laughs> no oh one gosh. knows who the other guy is. He's oh, just there. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So mm, I saw amazing. something on TikTok over the weekend, Uh-oh. and I guess you had also you had brought this up in casual conversation beforehand. I thought it was a <clears> joke. <throat> I didn't realize that it was something that okay. actually went down. But apparently, mm, uh, here so we go. I guess so. I've been saying over the weekend, and obviously at the point of this podcast, this is going to be like two weeks out at this point. So it might be old mm. news for you. But I guess a or bunch maybe of, not even news. Maybe they yeah, didn't even see it. It's not even a thing. But apparently, a bunch of money fell out of the walls of Joel Osteen's bathroom at the church. <laughs> Just the way you say it, I mean, I, it, it almost has to be satire when you that, say it that way. So that's like when I came across it, it was like all these like joke videos of like a guy like working in a bathroom and then money just falling from the ceiling and being like, oh. so like angels, right? It's like in that moment, like my oh, trade has paid off. I've been believing for millions of dollars to fall in my lap, and it literally has taken place in this moment. Which brings us to an interesting question. It just came up as you were talking yeah. about that. How does that work? Like if one person is believing God for some divine oh, intervention gosh, and no. then another person is believing God for this to be found, like uh, yeah, this one's pretty clear cut because it, sure. it brings into the issue of character and what is right and what right, is wrong. Right, right. But there are these situations where you can have, let me give you a good example. Every winter, I believe God for snow. Okay. Like, I don't know if I really have scriptural (laughs) precedence to do so. Um, Can we can really control the weather? (laughs) But I I purely go off of this scripture. He gives me the desires of my heart. My God, he loves me so much. He wants me to be happy. He knows how much cold weather and snow makes me happy. Mm. So even though I live in Alabama and it's not likely every year, and my faith, you know, because it's not like... Some years I'm successful and some years I'm not. <laughs> you don't put a whole lot of stock into that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's just one of those things like, Lord, this would really bless me, but I don't really like get in there and raw and yeah, travail yeah, yeah. for it. But my question is, what if my neighbor is like, believe in God for no snow? Yeah, because it's bad for his business. Because it's bad for their business or they just don't like it. Mm. So you get into this weird area. How do you, who wins that battle? <laughs> it will snow only at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Only within the parameters of your point two seven yes. acres here in Madison, Alabama. Oh my gosh! It'd be like uh, the movie uh, Thor: uh, Dark World or whatever, where it's like raining oh, and it's just, it's just raining. That one spot. Yeah, it's just raining on him and Jane, but everybody else is dry. Right, bro. I, what? My house is just a snow globe. That, that would, would be, be fantastic. That'd be pretty rad. Like I have to lock in four wheel drive to get out of my driveway, and then I drive like five feet, and it's like perfectly clear Back roads with sunshine. <laughs> I don't hate it. I would be here yeah. for that. I love snow that much. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with the, I, I don't know how to answer that question. Mm. I, I don't really personally pray for the weather a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I think the only times that like in my instance where I believe that like we should mm. pray for the weather is when it's like regards to safety. There you Obviously, go. I you know, was going to say that. You know, a tornado's like, coming or a hurricane Right. Or something I believe like, hey, you know, we have protection. Yep. The blood of Jesus will Scriptures protect us. And, and what's crazy is what's so awesome Madison has like 
hundreds of churches. I mean, I, I could be slightly exaggerating, but there's so I many churches. I don't think you are. Yeah, there's so, like, <laughs> you could throw a stone in any direction and probably really hit a church. really good. <laughs> but what's crazy is, at least in the city of Madison, it seems like almost every time there's a tornado, it almost literally hops over the city. Dude, so are you saying Athens is just a bunch of sinners? Sinners! <laughs> dirty sinners! No, there's just not enough churches Get in Athens. Get your life right, Athens! <laughs> but, I mean, I, maybe, oh, I don't know. That's such a terrible I, thing for us to joke about. I don't know if it's real in that sense, but yeah. it, it seems coincidental maybe it does I seem don't coincidental know. it like, does a city of and churches a city of prayer it like. reminds me of that meme where it's like things that make you go hmm, hmm. you know what I mean if it ha- oh my god anyways I'm not even gonna say anything I'm just gonna move on we're just moving right on but yeah so yeah in that sense I don't know that we can <clears throat> truly just because I want it to snow I don't know that I could with utmost faith be like i'm gonna make it snow today Bro, you're really letting the gas out of my tank here on i don't this know one. man I, I don't know maybe it, <laughs> i agree actually. you know what you you get out there and you do yeah. it you give it a try good listener <laughs> and and listen do me a favor scour the word of god find me a scripture yeah, help us out. you know that's maybe that's it <laughs> no i'm just I, i'm not versed enough in <laughs> those verses <laughs> my theology is uh, i need to do more studying but i i really haven't yeah, other than that scripture i said you know i yeah. just it's my desire. So even back to that, uh, back okay, to the beginning yeah. here with like the money and all that kind of jazz. Because someone did ask us a question the other day, just casually in the office. You know, they were saying like, you know, what do you do when you find money in the street? Mm. Like, you know, if you found a hundred dollar bill in the street, do you keep the hundred dollar bill? Mm. Do you give it to somebody? Mm. Or what, what? What is your response to that? And I feel like I'm like I think it's kind of circumstantial. Like, where are you? It's a really good question. Where actually. are you? Are you in a field and there's literally mm. no one nearby mm. and there's a hundred dollar bill on the ground? Mm. At that point, I don't know. Maybe I'd keep the hundred dollars. Mm. <laughs> but if I'm in a grocery store and I see a hundred dollar bill on the ground, okay, clearly someone has dropped this. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're probably in need of this hundred yeah, dollar yeah, yeah. bill. You turn it into somebody. So. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting myself in a weird place here. What do you do? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm a very firm like. Is that blessing or is that I'm, an opportunity for temptation? I'm a very firm believer that uh, character morality is not circumstantial. Mm. So I believe mm. you have to have the same position, okay. regardless. That's one of those things that you can't like go back and forth. Gotcha. You need to be like solidified in who you are. So you know, w- when I say like morality and character is not circumstantial what i'm saying is like if i found money at walmart and let's say it's like a dollar yeah the right thing would do would be go to guest services and be like hey i found this dollar in here in case somebody comes looking for it here it is yeah my morality doesn't change maybe it's a hundred dollar (laughs) bill and i'm like right maybe i shouldn't the lord's trying me to (laughs) bless me you know what i mean and honestly that brings us to a good point i feel like people do that with scriptures like they manipulate, because like if I found a dollar and I take it to guest services, I was like, yeah, I did the right thing. The Lord tell the word of God tells me to do the right thing, have character, do what's morally sound. But then when a hundred dollars comes, I'm like, God wants to bless me. I want this hundred. And it's amazing how people will manipulate the word yeah. to fit their situation, mm. and that's really bad behavior because mm. you're not supposed to manipulate the word. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I feel like you need to be consistent. Yeah, and yeah. so. I believe that I would do the right thing regardless. Yeah. Whether I found a dollar bill or whether I found a thousand one hundred dollar bills, sure. I would go to guest services and be like, somebody lost this. Yeah. The only time you kind of get into gray area is like if you're in a shop in plaza, like well, I don't know where they came out of. So like if you're at a mall, right. you take it to guest services right, right, and then right, anyone. Right. But if you're like in a shop a storefront, well, which store did they come out right. of? Who do I take it back to? Yeah, yeah. 
you know that I mean so there are these weird variables. So I think in that situation probably for myself in this moment I'm deciding what I would do. <laughs> this <laughs> is how I would, comes up. This, this is, is how, how I would handle the situation. Yeah. Let's just say I'm in a field. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a field. Okay. I'm, I'm in a field. Right. There's, Great. there's not a with. lot of civilization around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I stumble across $500 mm. and I'm like, "Dang, this is $500. It's a lot of money." Okay. Probably $500. Someone's looking for that $500. This is, this is a bad example. Let's do 100 But at that point, shouldn't you take it like to the police station or okay. to the city? Right. At that point. So a large sum of money, you should be like, okay, someone needs this or someone stole this. Mm. Let's take it somewhere. If it's a small amount of money, maybe it's like 20 bucks. I think you have to be willing to say, all right, if I take this and someone's like, hey, I lost my $20, you got to be willing to give the $20 back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At that point, you know, you won't be like, I didn't find $20. Yeah. You know, like right. so if, if you right. keep the money... You have to be willing to let it go yeah. if an owner were to approach sure, you about it. Sure, sure. <laughs> Very specifically, someone's like, hey, I dropped $500 off in this field. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't see $500 in Just, this field. I did not. <laughs> and funny you should ask. So like, I guess like in that situation of like a shopping center, if I came across a $10 bill or whatever, and I didn't know what to do with it or anything like that, if I pocketed it, I have to be ready if someone said, Hey, I lost ten dollars. Okay, here it is. Very good I position got, to I take. I, I can get on, I can get on board with that. So yeah, I guess maybe it's circumstantial. I don't know. It's not really a blessing or attempt. To, I don't know how to. Answer I really this feel like it actually is. It's one of those things that is a little bit because if you're just out here, you know, on the street and a twenty dollar bill blow. I mean, that could have came from anywhere. It's blowing in the wind. Like how? I mean, there's no right. way. You know what I mean? To yeah. locate that, there's no way. I mean, even if you took it to the city and, like, I found $20 on the side of the road, <laughs> if anyone like, comes in to claim okay. it, like, I mean, no one's going to, you know what I mean? But I think, like, larger sums of amount, like, obviously somebody misplaced right. that. That's obviously yeah. someone's money. If I was at Six Flags and I found a $100 bill, somebody dropped that. Right. And what are the chances of them going to guest service and asking for it? Probably pretty slim. Right. Because they're probably thinking, well, someone finds it, they're just going to keep it. But yet to keep my conscience clear. Right. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't just pocket the $100. Well, because here, if it were me and I did drop $100, I would hope someone would turn it in. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully be that person yeah. to turn it in because, I mean, it's never happened to me, but I've heard stories of people being, like, so grateful that, like, someone mm. returned a wallet and left the money in it. Yeah. Because a lot of times yeah. you'd be like, okay, I expected to get my wallet back, but I know that money's right. gone. But, you know, like, when they get the wallet with the money, they're like, wow, humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for right. being a good person, right. you know? I, I remember what Dr. King said. He said, the time is always right to do what is right. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a very good motto to live by. The time yeah. is always right to do what is right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'm always going to do what is right. Mm. And I think that allows me, and we have a lot of biblical scripture to reinforce that we should always do what is sure. right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Always make that sacrifice to do what you know is going to bless somebody else, right. to do what you know is going to help somebody else. Always make that sacrifice. Be willing to go the extra mile. And we have this, Rachel and I have this saying we live by, you can't outgive God. Yep. If you find a wallet and it's got $1,000 in it and you there's a driver's license and you get it back to the person, you don't take any money, God's going to take care yeah. of you. He's going to see your heart. Absolutely. And, and, and he's going to way overcompensate mm -hmm. for your good character and your good behavior. And so I would rather lay up you know, treasures yeah. that are going to hit me at a later time, even if it's in heaven. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay up treasures instead of taking that $1,000 right now. Mm. That'll be gone in an instant. Right. And then what did I get out of it? Right. Because there's no blessing in that. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, 
in, in most circumstances, there's no, there's no fruit that's going to come from that for the kingdom of God. Yeah. If you that that selfish game, that's true. You know, if you were to give it to somebody else, and, yeah. or I guess give it back to somebody else, like God's blessing is on that. He mm, honors that's right. that. Exactly. He honors those that honor His people. Yeah. And 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 the, you brought up that like don't store up treasures here on earth mm -hmm. rather than in heaven. It's because God wants us to take care of His people. Yeah. And He wants that's to why take we're care. Here. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're meant to take care of one another and to to lead people to Him. Yeah. So if we're always doing things that reflect God, yeah, that's what's going to show people who God is. And if we did more of that, right, it would really help society if everything we did was a positive reflection. Yeah of who God is, because really that's the only time you show people who God is. Mm. Anytime somebody's doing something that negatively affects people and they say they're doing it in the name of Christianity or the name of Christ, that's not Christ. That's right. not Christianity. Christianity will always do what is right for others, mm. what is always best for others. We see that through Jesus. Yeah. And so I think you always need to, and I really love what you said. I would much rather have the blessing on my life yeah. than on a moment. Mm -hmm. Let me have the blessing every day. Yeah. Let me have the blessing of God on my life yeah. instead of just this one blessing in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, the time is always right to do what is right. If yeah. we will live by that, and it's not even just with money. It's everything. Like how you treat people, everything. how you talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like someone's like, well, who is my neighbor? Everyone. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. your neighbor. Literally your cul-de-sac. Yeah. Your cul-de-sac. Those yeah. are your neighbors, yeah, your yeah, literal yeah. neighbors. Yeah. Everyone is your neighbor. Do by do right by everybody. Yeah. Treat everyone the way that you would want to be treated. Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. And and, and we, we don't want to twist the scripture like you're saying. Is a lot of times people try mm. to take things from the word of God yeah. to make it fit their agenda. To justify their actions. To justify their actions. Sure. And, mm -hmm. and we can't we don't want to justify our actions. We want to justify God. Yep. We want to justify his actions and yep. what he's done. Yeah. Because that's a, uh, a real easy way to get in trouble, you know. And I, I think it's it's just, it's important. Like even with like, we, we teach our children. I teach my boys and I'm sure you're teaching your family. Like, you know, you hear that expression, well, it's just a white lie. Sometimes you have to right. tell white yeah, lies yeah. for the sake of the feelings of other people. Sometimes you have to do this. And no, mm -hmm. that's that's like a compromise of character. Yeah. And if you do that enough, it will pile up to where what is just a white little lie. Yeah. See, one, the Bible, there's a scripture that says it's the small foxes that spoil the mm. vine. You do these little things and they pile up and eventually you compromise your character just by the little things right. that eventually, you know, it's like you turn around and you don't even know what character looks like anymore. Who am I? <laughs> exactly. You don't know what's moral, what's not moral. I mean, I did this in my own life when I was in high school, and I've, I've shared this testimony with teenagers before because it helped them. Um, you know, I, I justified bad behavior in my mind, and once it was justified in my mind, then the behavior followed. Mm. And so, like, I had a girlfriend. I convinced myself we were going to be together forever. So I compromised in what I believed when it came to relationships. And right. that caused me a lot of hurt and it caused me a lot of pain. And it was only by the grace of God that I was delivered from that and was able to get out of that. And so we have to be careful. We, we really need to understand what it is. The Bible does say sin is enjoyable for a season. Yeah, yeah. But the wages of it are death. There's always, see, the... There's always an inevitable outcome mm -hmm. of compromise, right? And it's it's non-negotiable. Yeah. There's a there's an, an inevitable outcome, just like there's an inevitable outcome of obeying God and His Word mm. and living righteous and living holy and living justified. There's an outcome to both lifestyles that is guaranteed, and it's gonna happen. And so, we have to make sure that even though, you know, I find this thousand dollars, the enjoyment of that for this season is gonna be wonderful. 
but it is just a season. Right. And I'd much rather have the blessing for every season mm. than to compromise in that moment my character and my morality to where I can enjoy a season, but what's coming on the heels of that. Right. So what is your response, essentially? So like when something comes at you, whether it's temptation or blessing, mm. what's your response to that? You know, I, I, I don't know why and how it really relates, but for whatever reason, like I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood. And when she was there in this time and Jesus was coming through the town, she had the thought that came to her mind. And it's what she did with that thought mm. is that what got her her, her miracle. Mm. So like when, you know, you, you come across this temptation or this thought in your mind to do something bad or good, what do you do with that thought? What do you, how are you acting with it? Are you going to act on it in a negative way? Are you going to act on it in a positive way? Are you going to respond to it out of a godly side? Or are you going to respond to it out of your flesh? So when things come at us, we have to decide yeah. who's in control. Yeah. Is my spirit in control or yeah. is my flesh in control? Yeah. And that's what's going to lead to the, ulti- the outcome that you want hopefully, is the, the, the blessed life, yeah. the, the prosperous life. Yeah, I feel like you pulled on a little bit of a thread there that can really take us down a long rabbit trail. Okay. But I, I, I'm a firm believer, again, from the Word of God, that negative thoughts produce negative actions. Mm-hmm. Everything starts with a thought. Yeah. And I've even done this illustration in youth before. Like, I'll throw a ball at somebody unexpectedly. I'll have a football with me on stage, and I'm just talking, and I'm ministering, and I'll throw it to them, mm-hmm. and they'll instantly catch it. You know what I mean? Or at least put up some sort of defense. Not everybody can catch a ball. (laughs) But my point is, is like that reaction, even though it was so quick, it first started with a thought. Mm -hmm. And that's how fast our brain operates. And so that's why we must be careful what we meditate on because our thoughts so instinctively and so quickly follow, or our our actions so quickly and instinctively follow our thoughts. Mm. That if our thoughts aren't right, then our behavior is never going to be right. Right. And it's, and it's that quick, too. Yeah, yeah. So you got to start here, mm-hmm. the battlefield of the mind. And this is why the scriptures tell us that every thought, take it subject. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> and make it subjective to the law of Christ. Right. So, like, when you have a thought, like, okay, this kid at school, you know, is, they need to be put in their place, and I'm going to be the one to do it. You need to take that thought captive instantly. Yeah, yeah. And you need to rehearse scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. If somebody offends you, turn the other cheek. Right. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Forgive them seven times 70. And you need to take that thought captive right. and make it subject to the law of Christ. And the law of Christ is simple. It's the word of God. Right. Right. And then it even simplifies itself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And you'll fulfill all the other commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not complicated. <laughs> right. And it's, it's almost like a cheat sheet or a guide. It so is. So it's like if you don't really know what the word of God says in this particular mm. moment for this particular issue... Mm. Then you think, okay, well, how would I react to this? Or how if someone did this to me, mm. how would it make me feel? Yeah, you know. So yeah, like, yeah. like if I if if someone was being a butthole to me, <laughs> buzzword right there. <laughs> it is a buzzword. It's butthole. a terrible word. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's being a butt to me, mm-hmm. and I react negatively, mm-hmm. and even if I was in turn being a butt, how how would I that make me feel? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because someone was a jerk to me doesn't necessarily give me a right to be a jerk back. To That's them. it right there. Doesn't, that doesn't give me the, the right to be a jerk back. Yeah. The, the better thing to do, the higher thing to do, would be to calmly react and, 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 and lead in love in this moment mm. and diffuse the situation. Yeah. Or just remove it altogether. Yeah. But do it in a way that would show love and not hate. And this is going to be really unpopular when I say it, but it's just the truth. Bad behavior is never justified. Right. There's nothing that can justify bad behavior, no matter what it is. And that's something I teach my boys. And that's something we learn from the word of God. Jesus was perfectly innocent. Mm. 
never sinned, never offended, walked in love, was perfect in all of his ways. Even the scripture says that no sin could be found in him. Mm. So he made no mistakes. But yet he was brutally beaten. He was betrayed by his friends. He was abandoned by his family. He was abandoned by his heavenly father. If anybody could have been justified in lashing out. Yeah. And, and, that, and the scriptures say he could have called a legions of angels down. If he really <laughs> to, wanted to. To just slaughter all of them. Yeah. And just take, if anybody was justified in their anger, if anybody was justified in saying, you know what, you've done this to me, you're going to get it now. Mm. It would have been Jesus. But as our example, what did he do? On that cross, he said, Father, forgive them. Mm. So in the midst of... All of that struggle, all that brutality, all of that unjustified behavior come in his direction, all of that hatred, all of that anger, all of that malice, every gross adjective you could think all of, of <laughs> all of it come in his way for no reason. Yeah. He was innocent, right? And even before he was Pilate, Pilate was like, I can't crucify this guy. <laughs> he hasn't done anything yeah. wrong, so let the people decide. And they're like, crucify him, crucify him. And so he was innocent. Mm. But yet, he did not lash out. And I just think about that. I, my bad behavior is never justified. Yeah. The time is always right to do what is right. Even if somebody hurt me, mm. even if somebody is judging me, even if somebody is doing something that's entirely inappropriate and undeserved and it's come in my direction, even if I'm completely 100% the innocent party, the time is always right to do what is right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that takes a level of maturity. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It is hard. And it's a level of maturity that I haven't always walked in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not perfect. Right. We are not perfect. Right. And that's why even in that scripture of him saying like, love God, love your neighbor, do unto others as you've like done it to yourself. He basically, he gave that commandment knowing you can't do it. Mm. And, and he said, I'm going to send the helper. Right. Because yeah. he's like, I'm going to give you this commandment, mm. do it, but I'm going to help you because mm. you, you can't do it in right. your own strength. There's no way it's right. impossible. And that's why we have the Holy spirit. That is. The Holy that's spirit really good, enables us to do these mm. things, mm -hmm. but it's our choice. Are we going to act in the spirit? Yeah. We're going to use the spirit. And you got to rely on him. We got to rely on the spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that the, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you mm. of the truth. He does. And so when you, again, when you don't know what the word of God says, <laughs> yeah. if you don't he know, will remind he you. will remind you mm -hmm. and he will show you what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. in that situation. But what are you going to do with that thought? Yeah. Well, are you going to listen to it? act on it. Are you going to act on it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to choose to do it? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to push it down? Yeah. And, and it takes a person to realize I cannot do this on my own. Right. I cannot do this in my own yeah. strength. The Holy Spirit will teach us character. Yeah. We yeah. have to listen to that character and yeah. be taught, be teachable. Yeah. And so going back to the original story that we started with. Oh, yeah, yeah. The plumber. So, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> yeah. So in 2014, there was a robbery. I don't know all the details, but apparently their church reported a burglary. Uh, how do you say that word? Burglary. <laughs> they reported it in 2014. And here we are in 2020. 21. Yeah, almost 2022. A plumber gets called out to fix a toilet in the bathroom. He There's a loose pipe, so he has to open up the wall. And when he opens up the wall, there's just like $600,000 of offering envelopes. Money raining from the heavens. Just coming down <laughs> in this guy's lap. And in that moment, I read the article. It said he immediately called his supervisor. Like, talk about having character and 
the time is always right to do right, what is right. If the guy really wanted to, you could be like, I didn't see any envelopes. Yeah. And just shove it in his bag Take and walk a couple, away. Yeah. Because think about it. You know, I, we were talking about this before the podcast is like there are security cameras all over this building. Right. Like this building has them everywhere. You know, they're seeing us right now. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, but the one place we don't have security cameras because it's illegal and it's inappropriate right. is the bathroom. The bathroom. So I said all that to say this. He's in there. No one's watching him. Yeah. No, it's just him and God. <laughs> him and God are in that bathroom. <laughs> and money comes out of the walls. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, how many people be like, praise the Lord. Right. You know what I mean? They break into a Holy Ghost dance right there. I'm rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this man had the character uh. and the moral fortitude to call the supervisor and be like, listen, I just found <laughs> globs of money. What do you want me to do? God. And so it's just... it. The, the point is, yeah. is we can do this. Yeah. And like you said, which is a brilliant point, we got to rely on him. I don't know if this man's a Christian or not. Right. I don't know. He's obviously got something inside yeah. of him. Something helped him out something there a little bit. Something helped him out. And, uh, you know, it's important. The Holy Spirit will convict us, and it's mm-hmm. a, we must follow that conviction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you find $1,000, like at Walmart, there's no way you could pocket that money without the Holy Spirit being like, come on, dude. Right. Go, go do what's right. Right. If you say the Holy Spirit didn't tell you're lying. Yeah. You are all lying. day you'd be thinking, uh, someone might be looking for that. Yeah. He's, you know, like you you feel the hesitation. Yes. You know it. You get that gut wrenching, you get that conviction because he is your guide. Yeah. And that's what he does. He guides us. But lots of times we make the mistake as a Christian, we push that guide down mm. to follow our own ambitions and our own desires. Reminds me of the scripture the Apostle Paul said, I no longer live, yet Christ lives in me. Yeah. What is he saying? When I find that $1,000, it's not about the Apostle Paul. I'm not going to do what I want to do. What does Christ want me to do mm. in this moment? That's good. And we have to give way to that. I think that's the important step. Yeah. You've got to give, like that plumber, whether he did it, whether he's a Christian or not, he gave way to what is right. Right. Um, you know, was he thinking about his job and how he didn't want to get fired? I don't know. Is he a Christian and he just wanted to do what was right to his heavenly father? I don't know. Mm. All I know is he did the right thing. And the story's just crazy that you'd find. I, I wish we would have looked up the amount. I right. can't remember how much he found in the wall, but that's insane. Yeah. So if you're listening today, I think, I don't know how we got here. I don't know if this is necessarily what we were wanting to do, but nah, I don't really know. We didn't talk about I don't really it know. <laughs> but, but this is, this is happening. Yeah, you know, and it's the good. The Holy Spirit is, I think, trying to minister to somebody and talk to somebody today about character. Yeah. And that's why it's it. important. That's and it. why it's important to be a good representation of Him. And it's not just, it's for yourself, yep. too. Like the it Holy is. Spirit wants to benefit you yep. by being a good character and representation represent representation to other people yeah and just look at it this way we again going back to youth ministry we teach the students this all the time i know you've said it i know i've said it. i say it all the time we have a lot of athletes we have a lot of uh young aspiring entertainers uh maybe lawyers and doctors and all this other stuff you know we say this all the time like talent can only take you so far yeah but then it's character Mm -hmm. that's going to keep you there yeah and just think about some of these all-star athletes or entertainers that have this amazing ability and this God-given talent, and they are just, like, I'm, I'm a little envious, like, low-key. <laughs> like, they're so blessed with talent. Yeah. And, like, they're so amazing. But yet, the character side of it fell short. Yeah. 
and they put themselves in a compromising position, and then they lost everything. Yeah, so it was only a seasonal success. It was only a seasonal success. We have a very difficult story, and I'm not casting any judgment, but this just happened with one of the wide receivers for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he was an Alabama player. I think his name was Suggs. Wide receiver, he was having a phenomenal – he just got drafted this year, having a phenomenal career. Like, the kid was lighting it on fire. But then at 3 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas, mm. he'd been drinking – he got in his brand new Corvette, and he was. They said he was doing it because it has a little like black box in the car that reports your speed. Oh gosh! Said he was doing 150 miles an hour Jeez. at three o'clock in the morning, intoxicated. Oh my gosh! And 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 somebody died. Man, you know, and and what injuries he sustained? I don't know if he's going to be able to play football again. But not even just the injuries. Now the 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 trouble with the law that he's in because Man. somebody died, and he was speeding, and he was drunk. That momentary lapse of judgment, yeah. that momentary, and we've all been there. Right, and that's the thing. <clears throat> we're all subject to yeah, that lack I, of I'm judgment. I'm not judging him. I've made momentary lapse yeah. of judgment, and it's cost me greatly. I'm just grateful it never cost me the way it cost yeah, him. I can't I'm so imagine. blessed that the mercy of God, for whatever reason, but that momentary lapse of judgment, how great has the cost of that mm. been? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's like I'm painting him in a bad light, but I'm not. I just want people to understand we have to understand we have morality and character for a reason mm -hmm. because it's what holds us at the place that our talent can take us. Yeah. And what's crazy is like even in the NFL, they have a full-time car service that any NFL player could call at any hour of the day if you're drinking, and they will come get you and carry you home. He just had to make one phone call. Yeah. Momentary lapse of judgment and how great the cost of that. And we see it all the time. And so we have to realize that personally. Mm. Live by character. Yeah. Your character is going to protect the gift that's that God has really, placed on your oh, life. Oh, that's good. Yes. Like, if, you, if you care about the gift that God has mm. placed on you, then... And it, where it can take and you. And where it can take you and what it can do for people, then you need to care about your character. Yeah. You know, you, you need to care about your decisions mm. and, and your, your choices and your thoughts. Yep. Take all of them subject to the Word of God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Be guided by Him. Yeah. Because He's the one that's going to lead you in that gifting. Yeah. Take care of it. Yeah. Make it precious to you. Yes. I really love what you said. Our character will protect and that's really what it comes down to. Your care, your, he's such a talented individual, but a momentary lapse of yeah. judgment, a momentary lapse of character cost him all that talent. Because even then, and, and maybe not in most circumstances like that, but I think in, in a lot of issues and things that you might fall into is your character can help you out of things yeah. or at least help redeem you of some things. Because cause maybe you do make a mistake <clears throat> and right. you, you hurt a friendship or you hurt somebody by, by something that you said or that you did, but your character proves that you didn't mean it. Yeah. Your character proves that, that even though you said something that you shouldn't have said, they know you're a good person. Yeah. They know, they know your heart. They know, uh, that, that, that you don't mean to hurt people or whatever the case may be. Your, your character can go and take you so many places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so vital and so important to your walk with God. Yeah. It reminds me of that scripture that says, live in such a way that yep. when they accuse you of doing wrong, they have no evidence. Exactly. And I think that's really good because we will make mistakes in our yeah. humanity. But if you have a lifestyle of character, when you make that mistake, they'll be like, okay, this was just a momentary right. lapse of judgment. Look at their life. Yeah. Look at this is not who they are. Yeah. This was just a moment. Now, it doesn't give us an excuse for that momentary right. lapse of yeah, judgment. Yeah. That's we need not, to, a, we that's need not to, a license to do yeah, it. That's right. We need to live in a way where we don't 
we our endeavor is to yeah. not make that mistake. My endeavor is not to compromise. Right. My endeavor is is to be perfect as he is perfect. Right. My, that's my endeavor. But if I do slip up. I have this life that I've lived where people can judge it by, because that's what the Bible says. You know, yeah. everybody always says, don't judge others, don't judge others, right. don't judge others. But the Bible does say you can judge them and know them by their fruit. Yeah. So we technically, I, I should be able to look at somebody's life and be like, okay, they're producing a lot of bad fruit. And the reason why we do that is because, okay, I'm going to keep you at arm's length away. Right. I'll try to help you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to love you, but I'm not going to let you into my own circle because all the fruit you're producing, I don't want that brought into yeah, my world. Yeah, I don't world. want that fruit. <laughs> exactly. Now, if we can make some course correction here right. and we can start producing good fruit, then we can have a more intimate and close right. relationship. I just think that's wisdom, right? right. We, we don't let everybody into our inner circle. We see that again, even with Jesus. He had the three that he constantly took with him, and then he had the 12, and then he had the 70, and then 120. Right. And so, and but not everybody was in that inner circle. Yeah, yeah. Even when he went to pray at the Garden of Gethsemane. Not everyone got to go to the Garden. Not everybody got to go. He said, okay, you guys stay here. And how offensive that would be in today's society. Only you three come oh, with man. me. You know what I mean? <laughs> everybody like, what? But, but so we, we can. But the point is, is live a life of character. Yeah. Yeah. So like even if you're at school and somebody accuses you of something, you don't have to defend yourself. You have a life of character. You have a life of good fruit that defends you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and then just understanding too, we can't compromise because great is the cost. Mm. Amen. Well, I hope so. Be that plumber. Yeah. Be the plumber. Uh, <laughs> be the plumber in your life. Yeah. Don't be the guy that stole the money oh or the my girl gosh. that stole the money and hid it. Like, what? I am curious, you know, what is the plan there? You know, uh, I know our podcast isn't worldwide yet, but if it does, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. You're but invited on the guests to be up on the podcast. Please explain yourself. I just want to know what was the end game here? How are you getting that out of the bathroom? Like, I want to know the thought process. My I am thought super is curious. That he was supposed to. Be, or she, or he not, or she was supposed they. to be a different plumber that was supposed to come. <laughs> they hired the wrong plumber for the job. They needed the the the, the sketchy plumber to come uh, in and do the work. The, the person that they had paid. Hey, I'll give you like a you know twenty here if they you accidentally just... call triple A plumbing and not triple A triple B plumbing or something. I don't know. I'm just one of those people. I would love to know the details of this whole situation. Like, so how did to make you, a movie? How did you get it? They need to make a movie, about bro. It. If he goes to, if they go to it's prison, like Ocean's Eleven, but it's about this. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, uh, church <laughs> saga, the great church heist instead of the the, the, the casino heist. <laughs> and then it would be opposite of Ocean's Eleven because they got away with it. This person oh clearly, uh, but I don't know. I would. I'm just super. I like. What is the thought process yeah. here? Like, how do you think this is gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously it didn't, because again, just for review sake, this happened in 2014, and yeah. now we're in 20. Is it 2021 or 2020? What are we in? It, now? We're in 2021, but yeah. So this <laughs> happened in 14, and we're in 21. So that's six, seven years ago. Like every day, where they try to figure out. <laughs> but see, and that's <laughs> how do the I thing, get the this thing out too, of the bathroom like, with your decisions, and your like, there's gonna be a cost eventually. Yeah, you know, like, and it never works out when you compromise. It never works right. out. So this person, even if they've technically gotten away with it right now, they've got a guilt. Yeah, they they know on the inside yeah. of them like that they've messed up. Yeah, right. You know, and they have to live with that, yeah. or they have to do something about it. Right. Either they're gonna live with that weight on their shoulders. Yeah, knowing which will eat at them and eat at them and eat at them until they're not productive in life at right. all. They're either gonna live with that, mm. or they're gonna go and do the right thing and come forward about it and be free from that. Yeah, and so that's a good uh, that's a good place to end. If you if you have compromised, make it right. Yeah. 
I've had to do that in my life. It's not easy. And that 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 will in turn produce good character. It you, will. You can remedy your character by coming forward on your mistakes. Yeah, and that's what the the scriptures actually teach us. That you know, confess uh, your faults to one another. Yeah, and 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 it builds character. Mm-hmm. You know, we there was a a, a scuffle here at the office, Kerfuffle. and I got heated, and someone else got heated, and and I just went to him and apologized. Dude, that was out of character. And yeah. I even told him that that was out of character. I've worked here for twenty years. I've never done that. That was out of character. Uh, I apologize. It, please accept my sincere apology, and I ask you to forgive me. So when you mess up, you just go and make it right. Yeah. Go and make it right uh, immediately. Yeah. Don't don't like the Bible says. Don't go to sleep on your anger. You go make it right immediately. Make a remedy, even if it costs you. Yeah. Because the cost of making it right will never be as great as the cost of not making it right. Right. So uh, even like you said, even if it's just for your peace, right. <laughs> isn't that worth its weight in gold? Yeah, because you know, even if for whatever reason in that situation, if that person decided to be like, no, I'm not going to forgive you. Well, you at least did your part. You know, you yeah. said, hey, I messed up. Right. And whether, as long as it was sincere, like yeah. it's going to help you as yeah. a person. And then the rest is walk. on them. Exactly. Yeah. Offense is a choice. Yeah, right. And it so is. so that's right. on them at that yeah, that's point. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man, we could go into that, too, (laughs) but I feel like we need to cut it. But this is my final word of advice. Don't start going to churches and ripping open the bathroom walls. (laughs) Yeah, this is not like an invitation for a TikTok challenge where you can come at Cornerstone, you can come over here to Blaze and start ripping holes in our walls. Just imagine on the news, 50 churches, holes in bathrooms by urinals trying to find cash. I can guarantee you there is no money in our walls. Yeah. Well, I can't guarantee it, but I I have on high There's been a lot of contractors. Yeah. I have on high, uh, what is the word, uh, assumption? High, high. I don't even know the word. I don't I'm not really sure. Yeah. I have high knowledge. I don't know what the word yeah, is. Yeah, we digress. Who knows? It, there's not money in our walls. Don't, high don't authority. Open. I have it on great authority that there is no, <laughs> unless we have a reverse contractor, a plumber that put money in the wall. <laughs> See, and I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? That's why I just want to know. I, I, like, I, I want to interview I this person. I, I want them sitting right here. On the good talk. Every, we can and be like, blur your face if you want. Uh, yeah, we'll blur <laughs> you your face. But let's just start at the beginning. <laughs> like conceptually, what happened? How did this thought? It was Sunday morning. But that, but, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, right? <laughs> but that takes us to our point. It started as a thought. It started as a thought. Yeah, I, I can do this. I can get away with this. And they convinced themselves. They did. And that's why meditating on negative thoughts is so toxic. Because if you meditate long enough, A, you're going to feel justified in it. And B, you're going to convince yourself of something that is not true. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so they, whoever, should (laughs) have took that thought captive. Yeah. And it could have, if they would have just measured it against their character, measured against what's moral, when they had that thought, I could rob this place and be a millionaire, if they would have just instantly measured that against what's moral, what's right, they would have known, okay, this is just foolishness. this is not the best idea. (laughs) (laughs) And clearly it wasn't. Clearly it wasn't. Uh, I look forward to seeing a Netflix documentary about it. It's Uh, forthcoming. (laughs) I, I would not be surprised, dude. Well, so. hopefully you guys had a fun one today. I, I thought it was, was a great. Good conversation. Yeah, dude. It was a good time. So uh, go out there, build your character with Jesus, and uh, yeah. report back. <laughs> always do what is right. The, the time, time is, is always right, right to do what is right. right. That was yeah. cute. Hey, let's go. Quote uh, us. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm joking. I'm kidding. TM me. <laughs> it's like Michael Scott where he scratches out Wayne Gretzky right. and puts Michael Scott underneath. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Robert and Cody. <laughs> Anyways. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. We love you. We really do. Bye.